Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast. How are you doing today, babe? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just uh, prepping for the weekend. Yes, yes. You know, we going so. to the gym. We going to the gym. Um, I canceled my gym. <laughs> I was supposed to go in the morning, but uh, you know, there's lots to do. Lots. We're, we're pretty busy. No, so, uh, listen, uh, listen here, everybody. Right now, me and Angie. We're doing a gym club. Yes. And the gym club is basically go to the gym three times a week. And we have to show proof. And you have to show proof. That we went to yes. the gym. So we, with our group of friends, we have this group. And if you don't work out three times during the week, what you're happens? You're supposed to. You're supposed to donate money to any friends or family business. So. Okay, but has that happened i don't know i mean i've, I've donated some yeah okay because i think you're the one that hasn't you've done the least amount of working out out of this group but we won't yeah let's let's not get into that let, 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 wait uh, so you know there's one thing that I, that's been on my mind right like so so all of our listeners already know that you know we paid off one hundred twenty three thousand dollars of debt one thing i was thinking about was i want to go back right and talk about a little about like how did that make you feel that you almost that you nearly had like six figures of student loan debt? I had ninety, but you know <laughs> I rounded. I, you can I mean you you can round up in terms of like your net worth, but you ain't rounding up for student <laughs> loans when you owe money. But let's just say I, I had ninety thousand. How did it make me feel? Um, I felt to be quite frank with you, I felt like a failure. Mm, yeah. Um, I think because. I don't know how how I had so much in loans, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, I know I just said yes to every loan that came across and took out extra and made all the decisions, but it's just like, they're all in like small chunks, right? It's like semester by semester, and then you never look at the total amount. So yeah, I felt like a failure. And I basically was paying for uh, a house or two. <laughs> yeah, so, each month, right? I remember that. Like, it was, it was, a, it it was, was a lot. It was, it was a lot. lot. And, you know, that's why... It was so important to open up a 529 account for our daughter as soon as she was born, right? Yeah. As soon as we got that social security card, I was like, let's open it because yeah. I didn't want her to have the same experience that I had. Yeah. So like when she decides to go to college, you know, that she's not burdened by debt like we were. Exactly. So I'm glad that on this episode, we actually have Wesley Belden, um, the founder of Scalarays. And basically, he has a platform that allows you to open a 529 account and then uh, make contributions directly into that account. Yeah, he's he's actually going to break down why parents should open a 529 account for their child and how Scholarays makes it easy to start investing for your child's education. Some of the features that really stood out to me was one, it's shareable, right? So like you're able to have people in your family, whether it's grandparents, aunts, uncles, contribute to your child's 529 account. It also allows like, you know, contributions to be deposited directly into the 529 plan. And then also you can set up one-time reoccurring contributions, which I think is pretty great. You know, set it and forget it, right? <laughs> Do you know what I like about it? What? It's free, 99, to open up an account. <laughs> it's really quick to open up an account, right? You probably can open up an account in about five minutes. And then uh, one of the great features about it is there's no minimum deposit yeah, or contribution. So you can open it right away and literally start with a dollar. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's like... Because your money is in that being invested, it's like it's earning compounding interest, right? 
So you're growing that money in the account. It's tax-free earnings and withdrawals when used to on qualified educational expenses. And then also what's interesting, what I learned from talking to Wes is that funds in a 529 plan have the least impact on financial aid eligibility or all savings methods. Yeah, we really thought you know, it was a good opportunity just to educate everyone regarding the 529 and scholar raises is one option for parents to start investing in their children's future education. Um, so in this episode... Yeah, we wanted to find out a little bit more, right? Yep. And I really feel that you're going to get a lot of information out of this discussion. So we really appreciate you for tuning in. Thanks so much for listening and we hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Wes. Uh, our purpose with the podcast is really to educate our listeners, make sure they're informed, make sure that we can give them something that is actionable to help them in their everyday financial lives. Um, so we really appreciate you for coming on. Can you tell us a little about yourself, like uh, a little bit about your background? Sure. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. Uh, really excited to be here. Love, uh, love everything you guys do. And we are big, uh, big, big advocates for education here at ScholarAids. Uh, and, and I guess kind of that lifelong desire for education uh, kind of has motivated my journey as I've moved through this world. Um, I kind of switched careers a few times, switched uh, focus in undergrad. Uh, my first job out of college, I was focused on the, uh, the investment space, a lot of corporate investments. Did that for a few years. Absolutely loved it. Uh, but kind of wanted to get my hands a little bit you know, more dirty. I wanted to work a little bit more with companies and affect more change and direction. So I got into uh, consulting, working with a lot of small, medium-sized companies. Uh, and then I started getting into the technology spaces, worked on a marketing technology company. Um, so I did that for a few years, really kind of caught the technology bug and then switched into ScholarAids, which basically is using technology to help parents save for college in the most effective way. And that kind of coincided with the time in my life when you know, a lot of my friends were having kids and my wife and I were beginning to start a family as well. I love that. You have such a great and extensive uh, background. And so I'm just curious, you know, you, you've done a lot, it sounds like, in your career so far, but, but what ma- gave you the motivation to start Scholaries? So yeah, the real motivation kind of came, I think, when my friends started having kids and then my wife and I started having kids, you know, as you're moving through this, like, our friend group has always been so, so tight. We always support each other, you know, the best ways that we can and the most involved that we possibly can be. We kind of live all throughout the country, but we always make it a priority. Uh, And when they were starting families and we started families, like it was really kind of finding ways to support each other. Uh, And, and, you know, this seemed like a great way to kind of do it. So we really built a product that fit, you know, our friend group. And then also, you know, fits like the larger parental experience of being like, okay, we want to support each other and we're kind of tired of getting all these gifts. And, you know, if I step on one more Lego, I'm going to lose my mind or, you know, uh, one more Paw Patrol toy in the house and I'm just going to lose it. So <laughs> we really kind of created Scholar Race to make it easy for, uh, for your friends and family to help you on this college savings journey. Yeah. And, you know, thank you for you know, providing like the motivation and, and inspiration. So can you break down exactly what Scholar Race is? Sure. Uh, so ScholarRaise is a platform that makes it as easy as possible for parents to start saving for college now. Uh, one of the things that's really, really important about our platform is that we make it really, really easy for your friends and family uh, to contribute to your child's college savings fund. And, you know, in modern times, we're realizing that more and more parents that are facing different challenges than previous generations. You know, we're, we're beginning to build a family, but we're still paying off our own student loans. We're trying to make sure that 
you know, if our employer offers a retirement account match, we're hitting that, you know, this stage in life, you know, we're starting to save for a down payment for a house. So we've got a lot of financial obligations that we're trying to get right with. It's kind of difficult to start saving for your child's future education. So Scholarize comes in to make it easy for you to get your friends and family to be the ones that can put money into this account, this account that invests those funds, uh, which means that you have, you know, the earlier you start, the more time for those funds to grow in this investment account and then offset the future expense of higher education for your child so that they can graduate with less debt than we did. They can graduate a little bit better off than we did. So I think a lot of people may not be aware of what exactly a 529 account is or that this even exists out there, that there's a there's a platform where, you know, you can have family members, friends contribute to your child's savings, savings, um, college savings goals. So what exactly is a 529 account? So uh, that's a great question. So a 529 account, it's basically a Roth IRA, but instead of you retiring to Boca, your kid goes to college and hopefully takes out less student loans. So it's a tax advantaged investment vehicle, which you can use the proceeds for higher education. Um, also K through 12 education, uh, and you can also use it to retire student loans if your, your child does want to have student loans. But it's just, it's basically an investment account that's designed specifically to help you prepare for the future expense of higher education. Um, it's called section, it's called 529 account because it has basically been signed into law by section 529 of the tax code, uh, which is where it gets its tax uh, advantage status. Can I just go to, I just want to ask a quick question, because I liked how you said your motivation was, you know, the fact that you started having kids, your family, you know, your friends started having children. So was this a concept or an idea developed by only you? Or was this, you know, um, an idea created from your friend group? Are there other people involved? It's my company. I come to work at it every day, but it absolutely was informed by a lot of conversations with my, my close friends. You know, I always kind of workshop ideas with them and, and they do the same with me. So yeah, it really was kind of a collaborative, you know, idea creation uh, as well as, you know, maneuvering and, and positioning the product and, and really kind of testing it out. Like in the beginning, you, know, you kind of need uh, like our first, you know, our, our first customers were my best friends and, and you know, their kids. So uh, yeah, it was very much a, a collaborative thing with my friend group. I love that because, you know, a part of what RJ and I are trying to do with our platform is to to limit, limit the taboo around talking about money. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, just the fact that you were able to start this, uh, this company in collaboration with just getting some advice from your friends and their children, I think that's so great and just speaks to, you know, the power of just having conversations with people. That's a great point. I mean, you know, coming up, like my parents never really talked about finances. It was almost kind of taboo to even ask these questions. Uh, unfortunately, that that puts us in you know a bad position to not really understand finances, uh, which are you know a, a pretty important component of, of modern adult life. You know? Yeah. So I, I hear you on that. Yeah, it's and that's one thing that we kind of always set out to do. You know, we moved through this was the educational component because uh, you know education and knowledge is power, and being able to understand your finances and your financial future is. It's one of the most important things you can do in a family. You know, that's your job is to produce economic security for yourself and your family. Exactly. Um, I think one yeah. of the most important missions. No, I totally agree. And like, you know, so I guess I'm curious about RJ and I, we have a 529 account for our daughter. Um, we started it right when she was born. But for our listeners, you know, what is the difference between starting a 529 account and then 
rather than just opening up a regular savings account to save for college for your child? So the, the big difference is that uh, it's an investment account. So your money goes to work for you uh, and it goes into a series of investments that are a mix between you know, equities, so big stocks and then bonds, so fixed income. Um, so that's the biggest difference is it's an investment account, which means that your money goes to work. Uh, and that's always a good idea. Um, but then the real kicker is that all the growth in the account, because the money is invested when it comes time to use those funds, the account will have grown uh, and you are allowed to deploy that growth of the account tax free. So unlike other investment accounts, when you use the funds, you're not responsible for paying taxes on it. And that's like a huge, huge, huge benefit. Yes, yes. Yeah. Compound growth is, is so important that everyone, you know, take advantage of it. And, you know, that's why it goes back to just changing the narrative in terms of speaking about money. Right. Because some people, the first thing they do is like, hey, I'm going to open the savings for my child and just, mm-hmm. you know, let that dollar stay there. You get you know a couple pennies every year. And, you know, when college is inflating uh, six plus percent every year, like you're mm-hmm. you're never going to have enough for college if you don't start investing it. So it's really, really important. So as far as the benefits we talked, you talked about investing and letting your money put the work. Is there any other benefits to open up a 529 account? So, again, like that tax advantage status, that's huge. Um, with Scholar Raise, we make it really easy for you to get your friends and family to contribute to it. Uh, but yeah, those are like the, the main tenants. I mean, it's a, it's a really like easy to use investment account. Uh, you get to deploy the funds for qualified education expenses without having to, to deal with the tax burden of the growth of that account. And it's really easy for your friends and family to contribute and support you in this way. So how does that work? So you said that family and friends are able to contribute to a person's scholar raise account. But how, how does that work? So uh, a lot of different ways. You can kind of uh, invite them through our platform, which we put in our email address, and then we'll send them an invitation to contribute. Um, you can also copy the link uh, and put it on an invitation for like a birthday party or something like that. Uh, we're also working on adding QR code benefits to it, so you'll be able to use those, which makes it easier when you you know do a paperless post or something like that for for you know a birthday party. But basically, we make it really really easy for them to you know see your child's profile and then set up a one time or recurring contribution for your child's college education. Do you think we're at a point where people are? I guess how do I say this? Like sometimes asking people for money is a little bit of like a it's taboo, mm-hmm. right? Like it's something that you're not supposed to do. So have you seen like more and more people starting to you know reach out to friends and family to uh, help them invest in their child's college savings fund? So I, I think in general, uh, talking about money is becoming less and less of a stigma, and that's an overall good thing. The more we talk about it, the more control we have over it. Uh, a big difference here is that you're, you're basically, you know, in the way we describe it is you're not asking people to contribute to your child's college savings. You're giving them permission to do it. These are your friends and family. They want to support you. They want to, you know, get your kid a birthday present. They want to, you know, do these things that, that are, this is basically saying those activities that you were already doing, here's a better avenue for them. And, you know, honestly, like as a, a gift giver or a you know, contributor to a 529 account, I don't know. I really love the idea of knowing this money is then put to work. And, you know, later on in life, it's going to have a real impact on this child's you know, future. Uh, and it's this multiplicative thing. So, you know, I can spend, you know, $10 on a, you know, a toy for this kid's second birthday party. And, you know, in a few months, that kid's going to forget it. Or that $10 can you know, get to work, investing and growing over time. And when they go off to college, that money's going to be you know, a lot more than $10. And that's a real, real impact in that child's future. If I do this every year of their entire life, 
you know, that kind of becomes a lot of money that gets deployed. Um, and it allows me to, to do take something that I was already doing, which is supporting my family or, or my friends with you know, gifts around birthdays, and milestones, and then deploying it into an investment account, which is, you know, honestly, for me, and we're funding for a lot of our users. So that's really, really important. Also, another thing that's to note about ScholarRays that was really important to us when we were setting this up, there are no minimums on contributions. So as a parent, when you create the account, you can open it with zero dollars or you can contribute you know, whatever you want. Uh, friends and family, when they set up a contribution one time recurring, there's no limit on, on the size of that contribution, you know, because we are trying to use this as a replacement, you know, for, for getting kids a gift around their birthday. So you have, it's important for us to have that, you know, zero minimum contribution amount. I love that you mentioned that because, you know, today there's, there's a lot of different platforms for five to nine giving. I guess that sounds like it really sets your platform apart, right? Like that fact that there's no minimum balance. So mm-hmm. what are some other things that set ScholarRays apart from other platforms? Number one is just ease of use, ease of operation. You know, we give you the information that you need to make the right decision. We make it easy for you to create the plan. We make it easy for your friends and family to contribute and then stay on top of it, right? It's kind of a way that we're, you know, constantly disseminating information. Uh, we're real active across all the channels, providing useful features and feedback and information for our users and community. Awesome. Awesome. And I get this question a lot anytime, you know, I bring up a 529 with parents. Uh, Their question is always, you know, what if my child doesn't go to college or if I get a full scholarship? Like, what are other ways that a 529 could be used? Or in in those scenarios, what are options for parents? So yeah, it's a great question. We get this a lot uh, as well. Um, so I'll take it, tackle it uh, instance by instance. Uh, so if your child does get a scholarship, first of all, congratulations on raising a very smart and talented child. Um, and that's fantastic. And uh, you know, this is a benefit, not a detriment. So if you receive a, a scholarship, you are allowed to uh, remove that amount of funds from your 529 penalty free. Because um, they don't want to penalize you for, for having a child who got a scholarship. So you can withdraw those funds penalty free. Uh, but like other investment accounts, it's important to note that you will be responsible for paying taxes on the gains of the account, um, just like other investment accounts. But there will be no penalty for that. Um, if your child decides not to go to college, you can change the beneficiary to another family member. Maybe it's a, a younger sibling that winds up going off to college. Um, you can change it to yourself. Maybe you want to take an art class, you know, and you retire or something like that. Or, you know, if you want to wait, you can wait until that child uh, has their own child. And then you can name that child as the beneficiary of the account. And now you will have had this account that's been accumulating returns and reinvesting those returns for an extended period of time. And, you know, that could be a really powerful amount of money. Uh, also, it is your account. It is your investment vehicle. You have the right to do with it whatever you want. So if you wind up not needing these funds for your child's education, you can always withdraw the funds. It is important to note that if you withdraw those funds, you will be responsible uh, for paying paying taxes on the growth of the account, as well as a 10% penalty on the growth of the account, not the principal, because the principal has been contributed with post-tax money, so that's already been taxed. Uh, So there's never any penalty on that or taxes on that, but the growth of the account, you will be responsible for paying taxes and a 10% penalty if you use those funds for a non-qualified educational expense. 
So what's, what's considered a qualified expense? I know you probably touched on this a little bit early in our conversation, but can you give us just a rundown of what some of those qualified expenses mm -hmm. are for 529 funds? Sure. And so like this, this definition is increasing as time goes on. They're adding more and more things you can use it for. Um, the first definition was, you know, tuition, room and board, textbooks, things you needed to go to college. Um, if your child has a disability, uh, things they need for that disability to you know, to go to school, you can use it for, they then extended that or expanded that for K through 12 education. So you can use the funds for K through 12 education. Uh, it's important to note though, if you dip into these funds earlier for, for K through 12 education, you're kind of going to forego the reinvestment and growth of the account. So it really is best to wait for college if you can, just so you give the account the opportunity to kind of grow and reinvest. Um, and then in addition to that, if you child, if your child winds up having student loans after college, you can use up to ten thousand dollars of five twenty nine account balance to retire student loan uh, debt, and those are all considered uh, qualified educational expenses. Oh, also, you can use it for uh, a lot of trade schools and certifications, and that's going to be the component that I think you're really going to start to see expanding the definition uh, in the coming years. I think they're going to offer it, you know, to be used for more and more things in that sense. So be on the lookout for things like you know online education platforms like uh, Masterclass or you know things like that. Um, I think we're going to see more and more of that as this plan begins to evolve to suit more needs as the changing face. Of yeah, no, I think that's so good. And I love that, you know, that where they're constantly looking into expanding um, what's what's considered qualified expenses, because as you know, as we all know, you know, the way we get educated is changing. You know, it's not just colleges. Um, we're going back to the trade schools. We're going to YouTube and, you know, all of these online classrooms. Yeah, Udemy's and all of these other platforms that offer online courses. And so I think that's great. So we'll definitely be on the lookout to see, you know, what's what's going to be continuously considered as a qualified. And just for like our listeners, like, can you take us through the process on Scholarays to actually open a 529? Like how quick does it take? Uh, what's, what's that process look like? But we can have you rocking and rolling in five minutes. Uh, so basically, you, you navigate over to scholarays.com, put in some of your, your personal information. You're going to need your address, your social security number, birthday, basic, uh, basic credentials like that. And then for your child, you're going to need uh, their social security number, um, their you know, date of birth, things like that. So all basic credential information. And then we kind of take it from there, set up this account for you. We use uh, an age-based hypothesis. So basically, as your child gets closer to college, the way that these funds are invested, they shift to kind of lock in and preserve a lot of those gains to get closer to using them. Um, but yeah, under five minutes, basic credential information. Um, but yeah, you will need your child's social security number. So that, that's kind of like, uh, you know, I, I don't know my kid's child social security number. So it's not like, but so it is important to know that you, you've got to have that with you when you create the accounts. Okay. So I have another question related to, you know, where you can open up a 529 account. On your website, I saw that uh, ScholarRaise uses mm -hmm. New York State plans. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and why that is? So this is a great question. We get this a lot and we understand it's kind of a little bit confusing. Uh, but basically, uh, it's an artifact of Section 529 of the tax code that it has to, the plans have to be administered by state treasury departments. Um, so each plan is administered by a treasury department. Uh, when we were selecting the one that we wanted to work with, we selected New York's because they have the, uh, the lowest fee of all 529 plans, which is obviously a great benefit. They also have one of the highest performing plans, which is obviously something you want uh, in an investment account. 
Um, so that's what kind of led us to choosing New York's 529 plan. But if you live in Florida, you have a New York 529 plan, your kid goes to school in California, there's no consequence to that. You can use any state's 529. And so you know, with that knowledge, we, we selected one that has the lowest fees, the best performance. Uh, and that's how we landed on New York's. Okay, no, that's great. I love that. <laughs> you know, you want the best return, right? So yeah, best return great. and low fees. So exactly. It's always a, a good recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Love it. So just one last question. Um, how soon should a parent start a 529 account for their child? Um, so like with anything in investing, the best time is yesterday. The next best time is today. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. Like the earlier you can start, the better. Uh, an important component to remember here is that if you don't have space in your budget to save for education, you know, you can open one of these accounts and, you know, give permission to your friends and family to support you in this way. And that's a really important component. Saving for your child's educational expense, you know, on that whole stack of financial priorities, is kind of lower um, to the bottom because it's less immediate expense. Like you need to make sure that you're, you know, taking care of your student loans. You need to make sure that you're hitting your employer's retirement account match. You need to make sure you're, you've got your emergency fund going. So like these are all, you know, important financial milestones that you have to hit before you, you really start prioritizing education. But unfortunately, if you do that, you miss out on the growth and reinvestment of you know, an investment account. So this is a great opportunity to open one of these accounts, give permission to your friends and family to be the ones that fund it while you take care of your more immediate financial needs. And you actually can open an account before your child's born. Uh, we then create it with you listed as the beneficiary. And when your child is born, we then make the necessary updates to put in that child's name. But you can start it you know, whenever whenever you feel ready. And it's important to note that you can, you know, leave it to your friends and family to be the ones putting money in this account. Yeah, I, I love that for a new child. Sometimes it takes weeks to get your social security. So, you know, instead just open it as the parent and change it once you get that number. So I love that you do that. Um, also like that there's no minimums. Sometimes like there's a $250 minimum or $25 minimum. But, you know, if you could start with a dollar and just get into that habit of dollar cost averaging every month into that five to nine, you can increase it as income increases or things decrease in terms of the expenses. So I love that. Yeah, And I also like the fact that, you know, it's not the burden isn't not that it's a burden, but it's not all just on you, right? That you're able to work collaboratively with your family and friends, your the grandparents, aunts, uncles to help fund this 529 account for your child. So like you said, Wes, you know, you can prioritize getting your other financial tasks or getting your financial health together before saving for education for your child. So you're, you know, you can start, but you can get help along the way. So. Yeah. And and sometimes people just don't want to get toys for their kids Mm -hmm. or just give physical money. So, you know, five to nine is a great way where, you know, that five, 10, $25 over, you know, 18 years can grow substantially, you know, it's power in that. So it's just more, you know, normalizing these conversations, getting people to uh, remove like the barriers of entry, right. Which is like minimums and, you know, being able to open up accounts in five minutes are all great recipes for people to start taking action and start getting intentional with their money. So I love it. Yeah. So, so Wes, where can our listeners find out more information about Scholarays? Uh, so you can, uh, you can head over to our website at scholarays.com. Uh, we've got a really nifty uh, calculator. You can kind of put in what you, you know, want to plan to contribute, what you think your friends and family will contribute to start doing calculations for you. Uh, so you can get a sense of what that money will be when it's time to go. Also on our website, we have our frequently asked questions section, uh, as well as our blog. We put a lot of time and effort in producing content for our blog. So check that out. You can find in-depth answers to a lot of questions. 
Also, uh, we're really active on our Instagram uh, page, which is at ScholarRays. So you can head over there. You can ask questions there. Uh, you also find a lot of really cool, uh, timely content surrounding that. Um, but those are probably the two best places to, uh, to connect with us. Uh, also, I believe there is a, um, a box where you can put in your information and set up a call with us as well uh, if you have more in-depth questions. But yeah, those are the best ways to reach us. And you know, we're, we're always excited about having conversations with parents about college savings and helping them on that journey of education and uh, getting them moving. Thanks so right. much. There's a lot of information lot of in this episode. Um, yeah. And it's really important, you know, as college expenses are increasing mm -hmm. heavily to, you know, start investing in your future Early. for your children, mm -hmm. for yourself, if you're going back to college. I mean, like, you know, it's definitely an opportunity mm -hmm. and, you know, we're defined by those opportunities. So we got to take advantage of it. So yes. thanks for coming yeah. on, Wes. We yes. really appreciate thank you. you. Thank this you for was showing the platform. Thank so much good information, so much knowledge. You know, we, we want our listeners to really just take action. You know, visit scholarraise.com. See if this platform is for you and your family. Thank you. Thanks. Any last words, Wes? Anything additional before we... Uh, so, I mean, with a little bit of planning, a little bit of know-how, you know, you can ensure that the future is bright. And, you know, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, and so is the rest of the team. And, you know, I think we can all get this done. A little bit more proaction, a little bit more education. You know, the future for ourselves, our family, and our country is going to be bright. So have, have a great rest of the day, everybody, and uh, get out there and crush it. <laughs> yes, yes, everyone. Carpe diem. Seize the day. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Wes, for joining us. This was fun. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Sign up at scholarraise.com and in just a few clicks, your child will be one step closer to the education of their dreams. That's scholarraise.com. S-C-H-O-L-A-R-R-A-I-S-E.com. And also check out our website, richbyintention.com, to get our free money guide on getting intentional with money. Thanks, guys. See you next week.